0: With the New Orleans Saints now in the head coaching market, let's talk about which jobs are filling, which are available, and why New Orleans has the best job left to offer. Sean Payton's farewell press conference highlights the future and the culture of the New Orleans Saints. And Brooke Kirchoffer of WWL joins to talk about why Eric Bieniemy could make a great hire for the New Orleans Saints. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints.
1: You are Locked On Saints. <laughs> Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Wednesday episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. NOLA on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL. And here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at OnlineGambling.com, the place to be when it comes to all of your gambling news and the tips that you need throughout the NFL playoffs. So make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com so that you can get the edge over the competition for this year's playoffs. Now, as we dive into today's episode, it's already the fifth time this week that you're seeing me. So I hope you're not tired of this ugly mug just yet. Very glad to be here with you again for another episode of Locked on Saints. I want to start off with the New Orleans Saints head coaching job being available. We're going to talk a little bit about Sean Payton's presser here in a bit. We're going to talk with Brick hurd of WWL-TV in just a moment as well. But I want to start off with the job opening for the New Orleans Saints and comparatively why it is the best current head coaching job opening available Across the NFL. Now, in order for us to really take a look at that, we should examine right now what is about to be filled, what has been filled, what is still available, so that we can really sort of catch the benchmarks and lay the foundation for the comparison, right? So let's start off with things that seem to be well on their way. So we have three teams that look very close to finding their head coach. Reports are starting to circulate that Byron Lefwich is going to be heading to take over the head coaching position for the Jacksonville Jaguars, left which started his career, his his playing career in Jacksonville and has had some very successful seasons as the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it looks like he will be leaving the NFC South, an important note that we'll circle back to here in just a moment, and heading over to the AFC South to take over as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those are what reports are saying at the moment. We'll see if that gets finalized here in the very near future. It looks like the Chicago Bears may be zeroing in on either Dan Quinn or Jim Caldwell. Remember, uh, New Orleans Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen was actually supposed to interview for that position on Tuesday, but with Sean Payton stepping away from the team and having his sort of felt farewell press conference, which we'll dig into here in just a moment, Dennis Allen's interview was canceled with the Chicago Bears, and Dennis Allen was actually present at the New Orleans Saints facility for that press conference now reports say that the uh interview was actually canceled by chicago because they wanted to focus on uh bringing in or finalizing their contract and their deal with their incoming gm but they still did other interviews on tuesday according to reports so something to definitely watch there meanwhile the new york giants They're headed exactly where we all expected them to head after they brought in a former member of the Buffalo Bills front office, Joe Shane, to take over as their general manager. They're going with Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, assistants, basically. So the two that seem to be favorites are likely for the New York Giants are offensive coordinator Brian Dable or defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier. Now, the other jobs that remain open that aren't necessarily zeroing in on any candidates just yet or at least in terms of what we're hearing, uh, are the Miami Dolphins, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Houston Texans, Minnesota Vikings, and the Denver Broncos, though it does seem that O'Connell might be the favorite there, and then, of course, the New Orleans Saints. And out of those jobs that are open, and even those three that we're starting to hear are going to be filled potentially very soon, I still feel very confident that the New Orleans Saints is the best available job position that's open. Let's talk about why. First of all, better ownership, reliable ownership, and trustworthy ownership. Ownership, 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 right? Culture starts at the top. It starts with presidents like, Den- like Dennis Lowska. It starts with uh, owners like Gail Benson, previously before that, Tom Benson, right? It starts with all of that. Usually when you have a team that's looking for a brand new head coach, it's a, a team that's in a lot of you know confusion, a, a, a lot of disarray. They're looking for you know, how to navigate out of some complicated situations like with the Las Vegas Raiders, for instance. It's usually those franchises, those organizations, those teams that are looking for head coaches for the New Orleans Saints. That's simply not the case. There's not a lot of disorganization around the New Orleans Saints in their facility. That's good news for any incoming head coach and should be something that is uh, high on top of the list when it comes to consideration for New Orleans Saints or otherwise. They also have a very talented defense that's led by veterans that are still in place. Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Now you can start to look at other guys like Marshawn Lattimore, as well as Marcus Davenport and David on And if they can bring Quan Alexander back with some young talent and some young rookies over on that side as well, still have a lot to learn about Peyton Turner, for instance, including Marcus Davenport as well. Still a young guy. You've got Pete Werner. You've got Paul Sinadibo. You have a lot of not only cornerstone pieces, uh, uh, let me not forget C.J. Gardner-Johnson, of course, right? Bradley Roby. Like There are a lot of those sort of veteran cornerstone pieces, but also a lot of young, exciting talent on that defense as well for a team that can come in and really, really make an impact and win games on the defensive side. And hopefully the team can bring back Marcus Williams as a part of this offseason as well. They also have a magnificent scouting department with Jeff Ireland looking like he is settled in to New Orleans, although we could see him potentially elevated within New Orleans, but it looks like he is not going to be headed anywhere else. The only job that he was really interviewing for was the Chicago Bears general management position, and that's now filled. So Jeff Ireland, at least for now, staying in New Orleans, that's great news for the New Orleans Saints. And that's a huge pitching mechanism for an incoming head coach, whether internal or or even external to be able to say that they have a scouting department that has been successful at drafting starters all the way across the board. I mean, when the season started the beginning of 2021, after their Hall of Fame quarterback retired, their entire offense and defense, with the exception of, depending upon how you look at starters and who you consider starters, five to seven players over the course of 22 on offense and defense were drafted by the franchise. That does not happen by mistake, and that does not happen in a lot of other organizations. I know that there are a couple of, uh, let's say, question marks that you can point to over the years, but for the most part, this New Orleans Saints team has been incredibly, incredibly efficient and effective in drafting and with their college scouting, so that's huge. The NFC very much in flux. What's going to happen with Tom Brady? What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? You've got three NFC teams looking for head coaches. You have several uh, that are also looking for GMs and sort of changing of the guard in that way. A lot happening within the NFC, not nearly, particularly at the quarterback spot, as talented as the AFC and certainly not as solidified as the AFC. And let's dig a little bit deeper, not just within the conference, but the NFC South as a whole as well could be in shambles very quickly. Yes, Sean Payton's on his way out, but Atlanta is two years behind a rebuild that they should have started back in 2019. Carolina is not improving. They just hired Ben McAdoo as their offensive coordinator. Tampa could potentially be losing Brady and looks like they're on the verge of losing their offensive coordinator and Byron Leftwich as well. So it just seems like there's a big chance that the NFC South becomes one of those divisions that you can win as a first year head coach, again, whether an internal or an external candidate. So that has to be very appealing as well, because remember, All you have to do to make the playoffs is come in first, sometimes second within your division. You don't have to go out there and win the conference every time and be the number one seed, as you've seen across this year's playoffs in particular. Um, You have a chance here to lean in with the quarterback that you want. Maybe you really like Taysom Hill. Here's an opportunity for you to be able to work with him. You don't really want to work with Taysom Hill. You want to go and draft a quarterback. Great. You pick at 18. That gives you the opportunity to either trade up or with this quarterback draft class, stand pat or potentially even grab somebody in the second round that you really like you also have the opportunity to be able to potentially come into the organization with the intent of trading or move up in the organization with the intent of trading for one of the many available quarterbacks that are going to be available and on the market this offseason might be tough to convince a guy like russell wilson who has a no trade clause to still come to new orleans without sean payton but if you promote internally and you keep the similar culture and similar structure in line, then maybe that does end up working out or you just end up landing one of those other just slightly lower tier quarterbacks that could potentially be out on the market over the offseason. The $74 million over the salary cap that everybody loves to throw out is being way overplayed. You're going to be able to, and the Saints will be able to clear at least $80 million simply by restructuring base salaries and some of the intentionally high roster bonuses that were already put in place for this specific purpose. They're gonna be able to potentially cut some players, they're gonna be able to trade some players, but they won't have to do that. They can get $80 million down without cutting a single player. Then they can make some additional decisions because they'll be able to be selective as opposed to being forced to be reactive in any decisions that they do make in terms of letting letting go Moving on from personnel, a lot of people like to talk about the salary cap as if the New Orleans Saints are going to wake up on March 1st and go, Oh my goodness, we're how far over the salary cap? That's not the case. This isn't new. This is something that the New Orleans Saints have been planning for, and everything about the contracts, recent contract extensions, and everything about the restructures that they've done recently, all of it shows you that this is all part of their plan in terms of going full. all in for Drew Brees at the end of his career, trying to make sure that they stay competitive and still be able to keep themselves afloat moving forward after Drew Brees and now post Sean Payton as well. And finally, if you hire internally, you get to keep a consistent coaching staff. Guys like Chris Richard are getting options and getting phone calls elsewhere, defensive coordinator position being offered, or at least he's seeing some interviews for those uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as the Baltimore Ravens. If you promote a guy like Dennis Allen up to head coach, you could potentially move a guy like Chris Richard over to defensive coordinator or you give him the assistant head coaching tag along with keeping him as a defensive backs coach and promote Ryan Nielsen to defensive coordinator. There's a lot of different things that you can do to maintain cohesion, consistency, and chemistry with the coaching staff that you have, especially if you promote internally, which would make that job all the more comfortable for somebody that, like Dennis Allen, who could otherwise be getting options and offers elsewhere. And trust me, it's no coincidence at all to end that note on Dennis Allen because there was one coach that was named as an excellent candidate by Sean Payton in his farewell presser, and that was Dennis Allen. Let's talk more about that and what else Sean Payton talked about in that press conference from Tuesday as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, look, we're all looking for the edge these days, and that gives me an opportunity to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is the website that's dedicated to giving you the edge when it comes to... Uh, Betting on the playoffs and everything that you're looking for to get the best NFL tips, news, and more. And before you make your bets, it gives you an opportunity to be as informed as ever. Now, at the beginning of the playoffs, OnlineGambling.com sent out a challenge to me to pick the two teams that I thought were going to end up in the Super Bowl. And so far, I'm still alive here because I had. The Los Angeles Rams upsetting their way to the Super Bowl and the Cincinnati Bengals upsetting their way to the Super Bowl with the Bengals upsetting their way to winning it all. And then, you know, giving all of us something to cheer for in New Orleans for Joe Burrow, as well as Von Bell and Trey Hendrickson and Jamar Chase and that other guy, Eli Apple, I guess, that's around there somewhere as well. So if you want to know more about the picks that are being made elsewhere, you can check out the OG tips section over at OnlineGambling.com. So make sure you check them out today and visit OnlineGambling.com NFL for the latest gambling news, tips, and odds to give you the edge on the NFL playoffs this year. Remember, that's OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. all right family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints thanks so much as always making locked on saints your first listen of the day don't forget to subscribe uh, wherever you're listening to the show wherever you're watching the show all that obviously it's going to be a very very busy off season you're not going to want to miss a beat here at locked on saints and of course you could also go and check out the peacock and williamson nfl show as well they're going to be live from Studio Row all, Studio Row, Radio Row over at the Super Bowl all week uh, throughout or leading up to the Super Bowl. So you can check that out every single day over at the Peacock-Williamson NFL show. And I'm not even lying. I think it's the best NFL podcast, like general NFL podcast out there. It doesn't get any better than Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. So let's talk a little bit about Sean Payton's press conference. We talked about how, uh, you know, the New Orleans Saints job was going to be open here and is very likely the best job opening that is available at the head coaching position across the now, at least as I record this, nine open uh, teams jobs, despite the fact that some of them we know are going to be filled here pretty soon. Um, And a lot of that is because of what Sean Payton did. I mean, look, the guy came in in 2006 as a first-time head coach and completely turned the world of the NFL upside down with the way that he Innovated offenses what he did in new orleans and the way that he impacted the nfl we talked about that in yesterday's episode the second episode that we released is already our fifth episode this week and we're only three days in pretty pretty busy week already uh so let's just talk a little bit about some of the points that he made some of the important quotes some of the things that you need to know and how it all factors into what he believes was the most important piece of why why while he was in new orleans and what the future of the new orleans saints may be um so he took time to thank ownership, the front office, the coaching staff, his Pro Bowl players, the city, former players, present players. Yes, if you're interested, Michael Thomas was included in the list. Um, he said that he wasn't allowed to go out there and list off every single player. So it sounds like he <laughs> he legitimately asked if he could do that. But he did name like all of his Pro Bowl players, which was pretty cool. Um, and as I mentioned, Michael Thomas was on that list, but it was it was great like to kind of see the appreciation from him there, and thanked you know the city of New Orleans before Anthony Davis did about you know letting him have 16 years as their head coach, and sort of highlighted how important all of those years were for him. He mentioned that he felt like he started to feel this way about potentially stepping away from the game. He was very adamant about not using the word retire. He didn't believe in the word retire. Didn't like the word retire. Mentioned uh, late Saints owner Tom Benson. Uh, former St. owner Tom Benson, and he sort of felt the same way, but that the feeling never really subsided. He kind of pledged that it wouldn't impact him throughout the 2021 season. Also talked about how the 21 season wasn't really that exhausting for him. Uh, It was exciting and it was busy, but he didn't find it that exhausting, quote unquote. Uh, But he didn't, it clearly didn't let it impact him throughout the entire 2021 season because he continued to fight. He continued to push He continued to demand the best out of his players, and the players continued to fight and push as well, particularly making that late push to get into the point to where they were nearly playoff teams. Uh, He mentioned that he didn't like to use that word, as I mentioned before, retirement, much like Tom Benson, the late owner of the New Orleans Saints, but he did talk a bit about what his future could look like. He said, quote, my plans are not to be coaching in 2022, and that's just how I feel. He also mentioned that he'd like to do some TV, but uh, you know, uh, un- unlike all of the reports that have gone along, he claims that he actually hasn't gotten any offers to be in media, but mentioned that he'd like to do it, and he believes that he would do pretty well in it. And obviously, we agree with that. think that Sean Payton would do a great job in that venue. You're welcome to come over here to Locked on Saints anytime you want, Sean, um, but He said that he felt pretty good about what it is that he's looking ahead to. And, you know, you look at the New Orleans Saints and the way that their culture has sort of supported that already, right? We've seen guys like Roman Harper, as well as, of course, Drew Brees and even Cam Jordan and Deuce McAllister, all these players that have gone on and others who have gone on to do media and be media personalities. Jonathan Vilma, for instance, as well. Scott Shanley. I mean, so many of these guys have ended up in those situations, Scott Fujita, and now you could potentially see uh, Sean Payton go that route as well. He said, quote, I don't know what's next, and it kind of feels good. He had a big old smile on his face when he talked about it, Uh, sort of uncertain in terms of what his future is right now, but knows that his present, as he mentioned, is not in coaching, but didn't close the book on coaching as a whole, said that there is absolutely the chance that he comes back to coaching at some point remember that he is under contract with the saints through 2024 which means that if he were to come back in the next two years and take a head coaching job somewhere else that team that hired him would have to send compensation to the new orleans saints as a trade for sean payton to go and coach that team uh the uh, this was sean payton leaving on his own terms that's really what this felt like um This wasn't a situation to where he was fired or there were any hard feelings or that there was any type of specific element, issue, concern, or anything like that that sort of pushed him out the door and that forced him to take any time away. It's just simply what he wanted and what he felt he needed at this time. And I think that's great. I know that I've seen some folks that have been a little bit upset you know, Sean Payton leaving the team high and dry or running away from the team or quitting on the team and things like that. And I just don't think that's fair, personally. Um, if it's time for you to not hold the job anymore, then it's time for you to not hold the job anymore. There are 32 of these jobs available in the world as a head coach of a National Football League team. You don't just make that decision out of nowhere one day, right? He actually says that he talked to Gail as well as Mickey Loomis, uh, you know, and others, uh, weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago and they told him to kind of go away for a little while. Think about it. Gail Benson, owner of the new Orleans saints, present owner and, and wife of former owner, Tom Benson mentioned that Sean Payton would, you know, could have gone away for two to three months and not come back until training camp. If he just wanted the time to think about it. And Sean kind of joked and said that actually sounded pretty good, but the more that he thought about it, the more that he talked to people about it, the more that he kind of went over it, the more it felt right for him to step away now. So they were willing to give him time and then to make the decision in two to three months and figure things out from there. Something to really think about in terms of where the New Orleans Saints organization's mind is in terms of how quickly they felt that they could have moved to or pivoted to another coach, almost as if there's someone internally that makes the most sense. Uh, but it is something to consider that Sean Payton you know, has talked to them about this already. And it wasn't something that just came out of nowhere on a Tuesday, right? Um, He said that the thing that he was most proud of during his time with the team wasn't only the Super Bowl team, but the culture. We talked a bunch about what Sean Payton's legacy should be on Tuesday's episode and how it is more than just the X's and O's, the schematics, what he did as a coach, the 152 win, 161 win record, if you include the playoffs, all of that. It's not just all of that, it is him as a cultural figurehead. For this New Orleans Saints team and around the NFL, the way that he has had impact on, you know, co- on, on committees around the NFL. He's been vocal about hiring practice, which is hiring practices, excuse me, which have you know been, for lack of better term, lacking uh, in the NFL and so on and so forth. But he loved the culture of this team. Um, Peyton did say that again, he's leaving the door open. To coaching someday. He knows that he's going to stay connected to football in one way or another. And mentioned that he will always have a piece of himself here in New Orleans, still homes uh, and, and uh, plans to retain a residence in New Orleans as well, moving into a new condo. I think he's moving from uptown to downtown, if I remember correctly. Um, and, you know, if he doesn't return to coaching, you know, if that doesn't happen, because remember, we've seen coaches do this before, right? Oh, I'm just stepping away. I'm not calling it retiring. Cat uh, Terrell pointed out Bill Cowra did the same thing, and he has been in media ever since. Similar thing could happen to Sean Payton. And if that's the case, he will be eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2027, where I believe that he should be a first ballot entry. And when asked about possible replacements, or not even asked about possible replacements, but he did take the time to co sign a possible replacement when he said, Dennis, who's a great candidate in the building. Uh, so co signing Dennis Allen. As a potential heir apparent, if you will, to Sean Payton's literal throne (laughs) in the city of New Orleans and with the New Orleans Saints franchise. So Dennis Allen, very obviously the favorite right now to become the next head coach of the New Orleans Saints. But there will be other names that will come about and that will get interviews, right? We've talked about all of the some of the external candidates. We're gonna kind of go. Candidate by candidate, here as we continue to move forward on the show to talk a bit more about the guys that could potentially come in and replace Sean Payton. But first, I want to get to our good friend, Brooke Kirchhoff from WWL TV, who has Eric Bieniemy on the mind. So we're going to hear from her about the press conference, as well as her thoughts on why Eric Bieniemy could make a good coach for the New Orleans Saints. We've got that and much more coming up for you as we wrap up today's episode. Of locked on saints, and if you're still working on your New Year's resolutions, getting fit, eating healthy, I want to make sure that Built Bar is a part of your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy for you to live out your resolution because it tastes good and you want to eat it unlike those other protein bars which may be chalky or waxy or just honestly tastes like i don't know a chemical spill maybe at best you want to eat healthy and if you want to do that one of the best ways to do this make sure that you enjoy what you're eating. And Built Bar can absolutely help you do that. Covered in 100% chocolate. Let's take a look at some of these nutritional facts here. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare that to any candy bar or any other protein bar, and you're usually getting things like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar sometimes, and dozens of net carbs. So instead of dealing with all that, here's an idea. Go ahead and take a look at Built bar. Try it for yourself. You ain't got to just take my word for it. Head over to built.com. Use the promo code Locked15 L O C K E D 15 for 15% off of your next order, whether it's your first or your last. That's promo code Locked15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody, we are wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Joined by one of our friends over at WWL TV channel four, Brooke Kirchoffer. You can follow her on Twitter at Brooke Chesney. Brooke, we appreciate you so much for taking the time. I know it has been a very, very busy day here for sure. 92 minute press conference by uh, former New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton. I'm never going to get used to that. Uh, What were some of your biggest takeaways from sort of the temperature and feel of this press conference? Because it seemed to be orchestrated extremely well.
1: Absolutely. And I think the initial shock reminds us all of 10 months ago when we heard that Drew Brees was retiring. It came on a day and during a month we weren't truly expecting. This time it was a little bit more expected that we would hear something. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that we were hearing that Sean Payton was going to retire. The mood during the press conference was one. I would say we have never experienced because we have never experienced Sean Payton in this light for an hour and a half for a long, long press conference where he let the walls down, got emotional with us, he you could tell he was fighting back tears. Yeah. He really went into the depth of why he chose to walk away for a year. His kids had a lot to do with it. The season had a lot to do with it. He was thinking about it when Drew Brees retired, but he was didn't want to leave. He said in his press conference, he didn't want to leave when Brees left, but it initially kind of kickstarted some of those feelings. But wow, what a press conference listening to Sean Payton in an era that now ends in New Orleans.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible era come to an end, 152 to 89 in his career win-loss percentage Amazing. or win-loss record. Just incredible uh, run in New Orleans. So now you come out of that incredible run. Sean Payton said he's very comfortable with the fact that he's not really sure what's up next for him, but I don't imagine that the organization feels the same way. Any idea about where this organization looks to head here, internal, external? How are they going to conduct the search to replace Sean Payton?
1: It's interesting when Drew Brees left. I keep bringing it up because it just does feel so similar. One of the people in the organization told me the one thing the fan base is going to miss is consistency. And I think we're going to see that as well with Sean Payton walking out the door. That's one thing we could expect. He had 10 winning seasons in his 16 years with the Saints, 15, of course, only coaching of those 16 years. But I'm curious to see which direction they go. We know that Dennis Allen is being pulled in a little bit of a direction towards Chicago, being interviewed by the Bears. I don't know if the Saints are going to throw the entire job at him quite yet or if they can find someone that's a head coach that can almost complement Dennis Allen as well as Pete Carmichael like Sean Payton has over the last several years. I'm actually interested to see if they're going to reach out to Eric Bieniemy. Because I love still it. think they need to have a head coach that is calling the offensive plays. I'm not sure they're quite ready to hand that over to Carmichael. We saw Sean Payton kind of stab a little bit at him after the Bucks game. He didn't love all of the play calling. And when you hear that from the head coach, I mean, look, I'm not saying that that's the reason why he is or is not going to be a head coach. But it does remind you of when he was the last guy calling the offensive plays. And it didn't go that well. So I'm sure. curious to see if they bring in somebody who has a track record of being a successful offensive uh, play caller. And I'd like to say that the enemy could come in and mesh with this group. Or if they do go with Dennis Allen, do you maybe try to go get Aaron Glenn and bring him back to the Saints? A lot of opportunities.
0: Interesting to hear that because I, I think I, I fundamentally agree, particularly on this idea of how do you bring in people that have sort of a a connection to mm-hmm. the community already. Aaron Glenn has a connection, former uh, New Orleans Saints defensive assistant, secondary coach before Chris Richard took over. He left to go and be the Detroit Lions defensive coordinator last year following Dan Campbell to the Motor City. Eric Bieniemy has roots in Louisiana as well. How important Absolutely. do you think that might be playing into this decision?
1: I think it's a huge deal. We saw Sean Payton come in and was, I don't want to say, you know what, hero, hero of the city. Yeah. I, I do want to go with that term. I wasn't sure, you know, I, I wasn't here during the time, but just from getting the temperature of the fan base over the last several years and when Katrina hit and he brought hope to the city, he brought hope bringing in and cultivating just an incredible organization over the last 16 years. And I think when you're trying to replace somebody like that, who is going to go down in in the NFL hall of fame, you've got to bring somebody in who can kind of get off to a quick start. You don't want to bring somebody in who is going to have trouble in their first year. And especially when it comes to the dynamic and culture, almost all of these guys, if they do manage to hold on to the current coaching staff with the saints, they've all been together for quite some time and have a very unique nucleus about them as well as the locker room. You're also inheriting an incredibly tough task of trying to find the next starting quarterback, as well as, this cap space. And I know that it doesn't have much to do with the head coach as it does the front office. But I mean, if that doesn't work out and you lose some pretty key starters, this is going to be a challenging spot for a head coach. You want to bring somebody in here who has at least some experience in handling some of those things. I know Eric Bieniemy has not had a head coaching role in the NFL just yet, I believe. Um, but according to the Chiefs, he is the one calling the offensive plays. So I'm curious to see if that alone he can come in at least plug in, knowing the city and knowing the culture. Everything else will kind of just mold around him, and he'll have a really great front office that can help him ease into that first year and allow him to get off to a fast start.
0: It's going to be very interesting to see how much changes with head coach or not, <laughs> former head coach Sean Payton no longer in the building for the New Orleans Saints. Eric Bieniemy could be a very very. Uh, Fun and I think successful way to go. I think both of those things can be equally important in this situation when you're trying to give that fan base that Absolutely. has gotten to know Sean Payton for 16 years now, right? Some hope. Uh, last question for you before we get you out of here, Brooke. Uh, Sean Payton, do you think we see him coaching in the NFL at any point in the next couple of, in the next couple of years or later on down the line?
1: Well, listen, I thought I knew Sean Payton. I didn't know Sean Payton that well after listening to this press conference. Again, <laughs> we saw just a different side of him. He really just opened himself up and was able to be emotional and really tell us kind of the things that drive him. We know how much of a control freak he is. And so it was funny to hear him say uh, he finds joy and not knowing what's next. I was like, is everybody okay? Like, is he, can we like check his blood temperature? Is everything all right? <laughs> but no, I do, given his competitive nature, I think he might have a coaching role in some form or fashion. I don't know if that's as a head coach in the NFL, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I do think, I think he mentioned wanting to be in television about mm-hmm. eight or 10 times. Yeah, during I said he thought he could conference. do it well
0: too. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I think he can. If he can get off to a great career in television, I think he might go ahead and leave uh, coaching behind so he can, you know, be with his family, his new yeah. wife, and his children. You know, a lot of, Sean Payton's early career, he was not there, you know, to see his kids grow up as much as he would have liked. And so I think this is going to be a unique opportunity for him. And I give it two, three years before he's even considering going back into coaching. But I wouldn't be surprised if, no, we see him truly hang up the headset one last time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, great stuff. Really appreciate you taking the time. I know, again, very, very busy (laughs) day. Make sure y'all show Brooke some love on Twitter at Brooke Chesty. It's Brooke Kirchhoffer over at WWL TV Channel 4. We appreciate you coming through, Brooke. Thanks for your time.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Ross.
0: All right, family, we're going to be back with you tomorrow with a deep dive on Dennis Allen. What would Dennis Allen bring as the favorite right now to take over for Sean Payton as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints the leading in-house candidate and in my opinion probably the leading candidate period so let's talk about what he brings what would change and what he could do as the New Orleans Saints head coach if you were to take over for 2022 we'll have that coming up for you tomorrow you don't want to miss that as always thank you so much for making locked on saints your first listen of the day for your second listen today Go and check out Locked On Bets when you sell some money with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Serling. As always, for anything else that you need around the New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up, let me know how the family's doing, let me know how you're living, let me know how you mom and them, and trust you that nation, I'll holla at you.